Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out To Be podcast. My guest today is my friend and vocal coach, Tiffany Van Boxel. Tiffany graduated from Lawrence University with a Bachelor of Music in Vocal Performance and a Bachelor of Music in Choral and General Music Education. And after that, her voice studio exploded, inspiring her to help more singers through her online program, The Star Singer Green Room. And in this program, she helps singers give their best performances and auditions. So Tiffany's whole expertise is all around how to help people not only to sing better, like any voice teacher would do, but how to give really, really good performances so that they can grow their careers easier, they can make more money, and they can flourish. And on that note, before we jump into today's episode, Tiffany and I are giving a masterclass on Thursday. If you're listening to this the day it drops, that's tomorrow, Thursday, October 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And it's going to be around this topic of how to... Give better performances so that you can book more gigs and make more money. So it's going to be a really, really fun topic, a fun masterclass. And you can join us by heading to starsinger.co slash Katie. And the link to sign up will also be in the description of the podcast. Um, And I really hope that you can join us for that. And I'm excited to hop into today's episode, which is about how to tell when to take someone's advice and when to tell them to shut up. Or rather, maybe just don't listen to them. But I think in the music industry that we are in now, there is so much unsolicited advice, whether it's from your mom, random person on the street, music industry exec who is giving you information. There's so many different areas and so many different people who feel the need to voice their opinion. Sometimes we want their opinion. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we didn't ask. And so it's important to distinguish how to know when to trust someone and when we need to be taking people's advice. And I think also sometimes we can get a little confused and, you know, oh, all of these important or knowledgeable people are giving me different advice. Who do I listen to? So don't worry, we cover all of that in today's episode to help you get clear on how you want to move forward, on how you want to run your music career, perform your music, sing, write your songs, all of that stuff. This episode will help you to figure out how you can get clear whose advice you should be taking, and how you can incorporate that feedback into your music and your career. So let's hop into today's episode. Hey, Tiffany, and welcome to the Out To Be podcast. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. So today we're going to talk about a topic that I think is very, very interesting and something we've sort of touched on before, but not so much in this in this way in the podcast. But before I give that topic away, let's talk about you. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Tell us why you're here. Hi, I'm Tiffany. I am the founder of starsinger.co and I help independent singer-songwriters, performing artists give amazing performances and continue improving their singing and their craft forward so that they can do what they love and have the music career that they want. Love it. So you work with performers. For all the performers out there, we're constantly having to deal with critique and judgment. And sometimes this can be super beneficial because we can improve from it. But sometimes, especially if we have other shit going on or we're dealing with other mindset stuff or other things that are keeping us down, it can be tough to take. So today we're going to talk about how to deal with this and how to figure out who we actually need to listen to. So to get us started, Tiffany, I'd love to know how you became passionate about talking on this topic and why you think it's so important in the first place. 
Well, a lot of a lot of the importance when it comes to singing and mastering your craft is a confidence. You need to have a confidence in yourself and you see this confidence by, you know, hearing improvement, getting feedback from others, feeling comfortable on stage, feeling comfortable when you walk off stage. And you want to have an open heart and an open mind. And sometimes as a performer, it's a highly competitive environment. So you might be wondering, like, you might have these thoughts, like, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Can I actually do it? And then you start getting feedback from people. Like, for example, um, let's just say you performed a show and someone comes up to you after the show and they say something really weird. I don't know if you've ever had that, Katie, but they're, what they're, they're trying to reach out. I mean, they're trying yeah. to tell you how much they know and they want to be your friend. But, you know, if they say something like, oh, that was pretty good, but I really couldn't hear you on this one part or like that was a little bit off or like backhanded compliments kind of like backhanded yeah. compliments. Like, <laughs> but, it's, but it's not really like, like no, is this a compliment or are you like seriously offending me right now? Yeah, and like like I haven't gotten a lot of them myself. My my favorite one that I get is you have such a beautiful voice, and I'm like, mm, I don't like that one because it means like I came out of the womb singing like that, which is totally not true. It's a skill that you developed, so yeah. but they they mean well. But um, I have a lot of singers that I work with that have people tell them like, oh, that was really good, but like it was like a little pitchy here or like that kind of thing. And in this American Idol world that we live in. Yeah. I, I truly think that they everyone thinks they know well. everything. Yeah. yeah. Like they're trying to say like, I'm a musician too. Like I have musical skills too. Like me, you know, they, they're having a desire to be liked, but us as performers, you know, we put them, we put ourselves out there. We make ourselves super vulnerable. And then someone says something like that. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. And it can be so like we get, when you get up on stage, you are being very vulnerable and open and, you may already have your own insecurities. And this is what we've talked about in the past on the podcast of, you know, stage fright or performance anxiety, or just, you know, general stressors of getting on stage and making sure you don't mess up, trying to give your best performance, trying to also be genuine and not feel like a robot in doing that. And just trying to essentially be comfortable on stage, which comes naturally for some, but even for those who it comes naturally to, it can still be something that you have to work towards and something that you have to be really mindful about. Like for instance, I know in my case, I, I don't have stage, stage fright in the sense that I'm afraid to get up in front of people and do something, but I, I am very conscious about, am I prepared enough for this? Am I giving a good performance? You know, is this going to come off in a way where it feels like I, you know, didn't prepare enough. And I feel like that's unfair to the audience who came to see me. I want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can in this moment even if I'm not feeling 100%. So then when you get off stage and you hear someone say something where you're just like, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> it can be really hard because you're already in this vulnerable place where you really did open it up and you just gave a performance for like an hour or so and we're very open. And now you're in a place where you're more receptive to what people are going to say. And so if people say something that is, you know sounds like they didn't quite like it or they had some things you could improve upon, it can be really, you could be very taken aback from it and it can be kind of startling. So how do we deal with this? Now, in this instance, we're kind of talking about the people who are like, they might not have any credibility at all. <laughs> like they might just be random audience members, but how do we even figure out who we should be listening to and who we should? Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, 
if someone is using language that like we have heard culturally on like shows like thank you randy for introducing the term pitchy like it's not even a yeah. thing and most people don't really if you're not like really <laughs> trained vocally you probably don't know what if pitchy is if yeah. you're not in the music industry well, and that's that's a whole other thing, the whole like proprietary language. I mean, we could we could describe singing in so many different ways that, you know, even people who are listening to this who are great singers, who are good musicians, may struggle to describe it. So if, you know, Sally Sue off the street is saying something to you, of course she's gonna have trouble describing it too. And we might take offense to that. I mean, it's just like, I'm not going to, so Bob is working on his car across the street. I know nothing about cars. I'm not going to go over there and be like, hey, Bob, it looks like your alternator is having a problem. No, I'm not going to say anything because yeah. I don't know anything. But for some reason with music, it's, it's a much more, people connect with it much more. And so they feel like they need to give their opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why do you think that is? I mean, I think even not from a vocal perspective specifically, but just in general, people might feel the need to say, you know, I really liked that song, or I, but I didn't like this song as much. Like, why do you feel that people, random people, honestly, without at, without you asking them for their opinion, feel the need to give it to you? I think it's honestly, honestly, I think it comes from a good place. It comes from a place where everyone wants connection. They want to be loved. They want to be seen, heard, appreciated. And they probably really liked you as a performer, which is why they're saying anything to begin with. And they really care about what you think. So they're trying to say something that shows you that they actually know about music, even if they don't. <laughs> okay. So what do we do now? How do we figure out you don't know anything versus you do. And this is like feedback that I could do something with. And this is feedback that I should just let roll off my back and not let me bother me, let it bother me at all. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the first thing is just really getting comfortable and confident with like if it's singing, um, but this could be any instrument that you're doing um, comfortable and confident with your skills and your craft. And a lot of that comes down to like, let's get some expert guidance. Like that could be a, a coach. Um, that could be a voice teacher, that could be a business coach, you know, um, obviously someone who knows about music and music industry and that kind of thing, but someone that actually can give you feedback and give you the solution. So when people come to you with just problems and they're not going to give you a solution, like, no. If someone comes to you, so if your voice teacher says, hey, like, let's make that high note sound a little bit more full. Um, let's make sure it, ha it has a bit more freedom and vibrato. And let's do that by fixing this specific thing with your breath. I mean, that is a solution. That's like, hey, let's try this. And that's when you know that someone is actually coming from a place where they can give you constructive criticism because if it's just criticism without a solution, it's not constructive for you. Okay. Now I want to challenge you a bit here and ask, we've been talking about it in a place where, okay, someone's just being critical and they probably don't have the knowledge. They didn't, don't offer a solution. So it's not something you have to really worry about. Now we can talk about how do we not worry about it? Let's table that and maybe circle back to it. But in this context, what about if you are 
talking with someone who you believe to be credible or has shown themselves credible in the past and they give you feedback or criticism and you are seriously wondering like, do I take this or not? I know I've been in that situation where I was in a workshop once, um, or I actually came into a class at NYU, a class that I was previously previously in, um, where essentially the class they're telling, teaching you all about A&R and how to you know, work with artists and pick good songs and figure out what's a good song and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I had like volunteered to have the class listen to a few of my songs and I came in to perform one day and they had given me feedback on one of my songs that I just, I didn't feel good about. Like I was like, well, I don't really want to take that feedback. But at the same time, this is, there was a A&R representative from a major label there and a professional, really successful songwriter, and then a bunch of students who music is their life. So how do I know when I need to, you know, trust the feedback for myself or question the feedback or take the feedback, especially if the person who's giving it to you might be credible as well? Yeah. Okay. So the first, I think the first thing, some background information that's really important is you need to be continuing to improve your craft. Like if you are not working on it, at least on a weekly basis, either with a voice teacher or, you know, you've popped into your vocal coach and they've given you some feedback and you're working on it this month and then you're going to go touch base with them next month. You know, if you are not constantly improving and moving forward in this super competitive world, you are going to constantly wonder and ask yourself, is this true? But if you are performing at that high level, if you are continuing to improve, if you do have some expert guidance in your corner, when someone does give you feedback like that, that's going to give you the knowledge and the wisdom and intuition to say, is this hitting a place where I know this is something that I felt that I needed to improve on? Like maybe someone says, like, oh, your voice sounds immature. And you've been thinking, yeah, I really kind of, want to add some depth to my voice and I want to really, you know, connect a little bit more to my body. If you feel like those two comments between your intuition and what something is telling you is true, then maybe that's something that you need to look at. But if you're not getting that expert guidance, you're not moving forward, you're not practicing at least on a weekly basis, um, you may not have the ability to discern that information. Yeah, that's such a good point. Now, what do we do if we get this feedback that we don't feel good about and we want to let it go, but it's kind of like bothering us? Do you have any advice for one, getting to a place where we can let it roll off our backs? And that might include some like other practices that have nothing to do with music, but also for what to do when maybe we are in that place of just un certainty in that case like should we go to someone who we trust like what is your advice for both of those scenarios so for the first question is this feedback from a credible source or is it feedback from like random person off the street honestly let's say either because i think that no matter who the feedback's from like a random person on the street and a credible source can trigger very similar reactions i think that even if we know that the person isn't credible if they say something that that gets to you, that bothers you, then it's like, especially if it's kind of mean, um, or passive aggressive, it can, it can still like hurt us, right? Or like hit us right in the heart. And then yeah. from a credible person, 
I think it can even more so be that way because you feel like this person's credible and now I don't trust myself as much because I feel like because they're credible, whatever that even freaking means, right? Like whatever, they have a good job, they yeah. have a successful career. That doesn't mean they know any, everything about you, but whatever. <laughs> so let's just say they are credible in, in those kind of terms. It can, I think it can have us again, feel like we can't trust ourselves as much. Like we're second guessing things like, oh my God, this important person doesn't like me or my music. So in both instances, it can trigger very similar responses. So I think the question is like, do you agree with it or not? Like, do you agree or not? Because yeah. if you do agree with it and someone says, oh, you're pitchy and you feel like for some reason the sound setup was set up in a certain way where you can't quite hear it when you go more into your head voice and you aren't really sure if you're solid there or not because you can't hear yourself. Like there's lots of variables going on. But if you feel like some part of you agrees with it, mm -hmm. then it might be something for you to change. But mm -hmm. if you feel like you don't agree with it, you're like, no, I'm on top of that. I've, I've been working on that. That's going well. And especially if it's a performance choice, if it's something very subjective and, you know, no, I don't want to deliver it that way. Like, I think it's important for you to have an opinion about it and ask yourself, like, do I agree with this feedback or do I not? And that's how you can figure out if you're going to take it or not. Yeah. And if it's more of that subjective part or even, you know, and subjectivity, like this comes not only in songwriting or performance style, but also in singing, right? Because you can, you can sing in a lot of different ways. You can sing the same song with your same voice in a lot of different ways. Um, and access different tonalities and different mm -hmm. points and breath support and all of this stuff. So all of that really is subjective. And you might be doing something quote unquote right or in a way that you feel comfortable with, but still be able to do it in a different way, right? So that's all still subjective. So what if you've been doing something one way or you, or you just happen to be doing something one way and somebody gives you a different perspective, let's say that, how do you discern if you should move forward with this or if this is, you know, especially vocally, if it's vocally sound to try it this way, or, you know, from a songwriting perspective, if it makes sense to do it this way or from a performance perspective, if it, if it would make be good to perform that way, how do we like figure this out? If we genuinely are in a place where we're like, I'm not really offended, but I, now I am kind of confused. Yeah. So a good place to start with this, a good example might be if you're performing a song and you're thinking, okay, what are the emotional affects that I want to have on the audience? What am, I, what am I saying here? So if your emotional affects are more of like you want to be vulnerable, um, you want to be, I don't know, delicate, you want to show that you're wearing your heart on your sleeve, you want to have a more intimate quality, then let's talk about registration as a thing that we could do differently. So when I'm talking about registration, I'm talking about balancing the head and the chest voice. So if you want to be like vulnerable, soft, delicate, um, intimate, you're probably not going to like belt that out. Like you might put that more in your head voice or more of a mix. Right. But if someone says like, oh, that sounds really weak or, oh, I really want to hear that strong, powerful voice there. But you're like, but that's not what I'm trying to communicate. Right. 
like you could try it out and see like, okay, how does this feel for my voice? Okay, how can I interpret this in a different way and use the qualities of that belt to like, maybe instead of being vulnerable here, I'm going to feel more independent. I'm going to feel strong and powerful. And does that do it for the song for me? Or is that what I want to communicate? So I think you can ask Cleaner what you want to communicate and then how you can put that into your voice. Yeah, that's really good advice. And I want to know from you, moving forward from this point, like when, when should we know when to bring in other opinions into the mix? Or when do we know when to just like shut out all the noise and trust ourselves? Because I think when we get a piece of feedback, a lot of times the instinct is to ask other people like, hey, someone told me this. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think? I'm going to try it this way. What do you, do you like it? Do you not like it? And then there are other times where we really need to just be introspective and think like, what do I want? What do I feel? What do I like? And again, I'm sure that this advice varies depending on what the advice is about. If it's more of a technique thing and somebody's giving you something that you might actually need to look into, then yeah, you're going to want to, you know, make sure you talk to a proper vocal coach. But in general with that kind of stuff, how should we know when it's appropriate to get more opinions in and when it's appropriate to really just say, shut it all out. Let me focus on myself for a second. Yeah. So starting off, I think that you need to have at least one person that you're going to consistently, whatever that means to you, weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, that you're kind of checking in. It could be more of a vocal coach working on performance stuff, you know, collaborating with, you know, your piano player who performs with you. Maybe they know something about the voice. Um, voice teachers, community. I think that you really need to have, and somebody better than you, <laughs> what you want to do, or somebody who knows more than you, or somebody who's making, who's doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. and is more successful at it. Like, I think you need to have at least one person that you're consistently listening to. And as, you know, both of you kind of develop and your skills move forward, the better that you are and the more comfortable with your skills, whatever that may be, singing technique, performing, songwriting, um, communicating with the audience, you're going to feel more comfortable and more confident. But you could also, instead of just asking people, because words can be not reliable. So you could try different things. So you could perform a song one way and then perform a song another way and just see, like watch people's faces and watch and feel the connection. And if there's a better connection or better facial reaction, that's what you're going to go off of. Because sometimes people aren't going to tell you the truth with their words or they don't know how to put it. Or they want to be nice to you. Yeah. So I think that you could gauge a reaction a lot better than you could gauge like verbal feedback. Such a good point. I think it's really important in all of these instances to experiment a little bit and not be afraid to do that. And if you do get feedback or even if you have your own hunch or feedback or something new that you want to try, to try it out in groups of people at your next performance, change it up and then change it back and see how the audience reacts when you do each thing. If you change it up and you get, nobody says anything to you and people seem a little disengaged, then maybe, you know, it wasn't the right choice in that, in that version, in that way. If you change it up and all of a sudden everyone is coming up to you after the show and saying, I love that song, 
or when you start playing it, everyone's super engaged. They put down their phones. They listen intently. They're bopping around if it's a beat or whatever, <laughs> whatever those indicators might be. Then you know that you're onto something. And I think that it's true. Like one person can say one thing, but until you really try it out, you're not going to know. And actually, I was at a conference recently, and um, one of the panelists was talking about how he was working with a band, and the label was saying, you know, you should, do this, you should do this song as the single. And the band was like, well, you're a label guy, like sitting in your office all day. You've come to a show once in the year and you actually don't realize that like this song is the song that reacts with people when we play it live. You know, so sometimes people who are credible, that's a really good example I think of this label guy who runs the label, like he's credible, right? He's a big job, he's all knowing, he knows all the stuff. But at the same time, he doesn't, he doesn't know all the stuff. He's not there in the room every show watching and seeing what songs people react to and what songs people get excited by. And so that means that he might not have the best opinion on this matter. And sometimes you have to trust your gut and trust the people who are around you consistently and often and will know better based on, you know, what's regularly happening and what, how people are regularly reacting as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, I can think of like three bands that like had a whole bunch of uh, pretty popular, have a whole bunch of like EPs and then just totally like pop radioed their sound and then fell off the map. And you know that that came yeah. from someone else that yeah. didn't come from them. Yeah. Or even external. And maybe we could talk about this a little bit too, just external expectations. Like maybe it's possible that those bands might have thought, in order to be successful, I need to get on pop radio. And in order to be on pop radio, I need to change my sound. So, you know, there are a lot of sort of stereotypes or misconceptions about the wrong or right ways to be successful, which there really are none. Um, but what is your opinion on the judgment and feedback, not of a specific person, but of just like societal norms and us feeling the need to change things or adjust things based on what we perceive is expected by us? If you are not singing in a genre that's comfortable or flattering to your voice or something that you love, I don't think you're going to be successful because you're not going to be able – or it's not going to be fun. Definitely, like, you know. You're yeah. not <laughs> going to be able to – you know, if you are a jazz singer and you book a gig in a dive bar and they want you to play for four hours and it's not that type of music, like – if you cannot hone in on what it is that you do, you're not going to be able to match up venues and opportunities that work for you. And it's not going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be painful. You're not going to make money. You know, you might book gigs. You're not going to get great feedback because those venues, you know, maybe don't play that type of music. They just needed somebody and you're like, I can do everything. I'm so desperate for, you know, any gig that I'll take, you know, so. Don't be desperate, really, really know what you are. And a lot of that, I say that a lot of that vocally because it comes out vocally. Like your voice will tell you pretty much like what it's meant to do. And especially as you continue to develop it, even in any style, I mean, you could be training with an opera singer, like you could be training very classical and, you know, sing pop music. And from your training, you can kind of figure out oh, this is how I'm going to translate that, or this is how this fits, or this is how this sounds, this is what feels good. So 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think your body will tell you that too. But your point of, you know, it's not going to be fun if you're doing something you hate. And people will realize that. And that's where I think you run into trouble is like, often we sometimes think like, oh, I don't want to do this, but it's what I have to do. So this will get me far. But the truth is, you will be giving off a different energy if you're doing something that you don't want to do. And other people can will be receptive to that. And they'll be able to feel that you're not as into it and that you're faking it and that you're not as genuine. So I think it's really important to make sure, like Tiffany said, that you're really like listening to your body, seeing what feels right and not doing something that feels uncomfortable or just not fun. Cause like, if you're not having fun, why are you doing this in the first place? Yeah. And the good news is that for, I think 90% of the people, if you, if you're good at something, you're going to enjoy it. Like that's not always true, but I think for most people it really is. So yeah. find out like what you're good at. See like do a quick check like, hey, do I like this? Is this what I want to do? All right, let's move forward. Let's do more of this. Yeah, totally. So I want to flip it on its head for a second. And I want to talk about how we as musicians and singers and performers should be giving feedback. Now, a lot of times we might be in those positions, like we're kind of been talking about it so far of when you receive it, but I'm sure at one point or another, all of us have been in a position where we're like, I really want to tell this band or this person, this thing that I noticed. And I really feel like I, like they should take my advice or they shouldn't take my advice, but I just feel the need to say it like, so that they know when is it appropriate to say something and how should we even go about saying something without like insulting someone or saying it in a way where they might feel like they have to listen to us or like we're pretending that we are super credible and the end all be all of opinions. Unless you're an expert, I don't think you should be giving feedback. Um, that's a very strong opinion, but you make my job really hard. Like when you give crappy feedback, I have to become a psychotherapist like, <laughs> and figure that out. So just don't do it. I mean, if you really want to, I think that like your feedback is your support. So if you want to support somebody, like go to their show, yeah. tell them, hey, great job. Even if you subconsciously don't think that they did a great job, you can say like, hey, great job. And your subconscious can say like, for getting up there, for doing it, for yeah. putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or if somebody asks for your feedback, I think that's okay. Yeah. Like if someone says, hey, what do you think? Maybe you're a little uncomfortable. You don't know where to go. You could maybe ask them more specifically. Oh, about what? Mm -hmm. About my songwriting, about my singing, about my performance, like how I look up there, about my outfit. Like, what are you asking for feedback about? Yeah. If someone asks you, I think it's definitely okay. But if they don't ask you, like there's that movie on Netflix, <laughs> Wine Country. It's a yeah. new movie. Yeah, yeah. Can I? What is it? Is that what she says? Can I give you some feedback? <laughs> yeah, she's like, can They're I? Like, give no, because she's a what is she like? She's a therapist. I think she's something? a therapist. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. she's like, I offer my opinion way too often, and I'm being told to like say, can I offer you some feedback? Yeah, yeah, that's a really funny. <laughs> I mean, I think that is a way to approach it if you really feel if you really do feel super compelled and you can't seem to stop yourself at the very least. Right. Make sure that you're framing it in a way where you are asking permission. As silly as that that movie and that you know line in, is, like, because she's being intrusive, truly. Um, but 
it is helpful to, to clear it. Like you don't want to give your unsolicited opinion to someone. It's important, yeah. I think, to ask if it's okay to give your opinion because otherwise you can really be hurting someone or, or honestly damaging them if you give feedback that you're not, you're not qualified to give or just doesn't really work with what they're doing vocally, you know, artistically, whatever it may be. Um, and I think that it's really important as well that if somebody does ask you for your feedback or welcome it, to just watch your language and you know you don't have to give feedback in a way where it's like i didn't like that song but instead going back to what we talked about at the beginning of you know if someone's not giving you a solution then it's not really valuable feedback how can you maybe not give a solution but at least just provide a different angle instead of just saying i didn't like that saying you know i'd really love to see you try this song in this way i'd be curious to see how that sounds so that you're not saying like this was wrong you're simply saying I wonder if there is another way that might also be cool or also be, you know, really entertaining or, you know, might even sound a little bit better once you try it. I'd be curious to see it. And I feel like that's just a different way simply of just watching our language so that we're not, you're not putting anyone down. You're not, you know, causing anyone harm. You're not giving anything. You're not, you're not saying that something has to be done a specific way and in a harmful way, you know, when it comes to our vocal cords, we have to be very protective over what we're doing but instead just giving a suggestion that they can run with, they can work through, they can choose to experiment with or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I get paid to give feedback. That's basically what I do. So I like to use the praise, correct praise method, <laughs> which is like, like you say something good. Yeah. And then you say like, like Katie said, Hey, I wonder if you want to, do you want to try it like this? Or I wonder if you could do this or you can even ask them, like, what do you want to improve about it? Yeah. And then at the end, like bookend it with that was great or good job or whatever feels natural to you. Because I think also another dangerous thing about feedback is if someone asks for your feedback and you have only like awesome things to say, it might come off as like being fake. Mm -hmm. So if you feel inclined, maybe offering something that they could, or if you've been through that experience yourself, you know, you could say like, well, what worked for me is. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. Or simply just saying, you know, I think if you don't want to come off as fake, I've never experienced that before because I feel like <laughs> I am always so honest with my opinions that I've never actually had that thought of people might think I'm fake. But I think a good way to overcome that would just be to, to be honest. And if you're honest, then like no one's going to think you're fake, but also to, to make sure that you're you know, if you don't have any feedback to give, don't give it. Like, don't just make mm -hmm. something up for the sake of, like, saying something if you are asked. But also see where you can just be specific. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like, it was great. If someone's asking you, you could just say, oh, you know what? I really love this song in particular. I was super into it. And I noticed. Oh, yeah. And just, like, leave it at that. See if you can yep. get a little specific. And don't feel the need to, you know, go into, it was so wonderful. And the, yeah. the whatever was, like nobody's like you don't need to like give a sonnet of your whole experience you could just keep it short and sweet yeah basically anything positive is good and if you don't know what to say like Katie said just keep it short and sweet and they probably won't dig deeper but if they do they might ask you something specific which might be easier to to just kind of but if you kind of want a way out just something good and <laughs> peace out yeah yeah <laughs> All right. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for this conversation. I think it's really important to talk about this because 
we're, we've all been in, I think on both sides of this, right? Like when you are artistic, you are putting your art out into the world. You're putting your voice out into the world and people have, I don't even know how to say this. People think that they need to have an opinion about everything and they don't, but they do. They still have an opinion about everything. And sometimes that can be harmful for us, or it can be just hard for us to discern what's good, what's bad, what's true to ourselves. So I'm really glad that we had this, this discussion today. You are, luckily, you are a voice teacher. So you can actually help people with, with questions about the voice. <laughs> so if you're getting feedback about, you know, your vocal technique or your voice or how you sound or this note or that note or the other thing, Tiffany can help you with that. So that's great. So Tiffany, tell us a little bit about what you do, your Star Singer program, and tell us about the masterclass that we're doing. And if you're listening to this episode when it drops, this, this um, masterclass is happening tomorrow, Thursday, October 17th, although you can catch it afterwards, but give us the info. All right. Well, I specialize in the art and science of giving amazing singing performances, and I have a membership community that helps singers, just like maybe your listeners, and it's really fun. And Katie and I are also doing an awesome masterclass that's about how to give amazing singing performances that book more gigs, make more money, and make more connections because I know that you want your singing to work for you. And so that's going to be awesome. We're going to be going through the four-step dream performance process that I use with singers in my studio to give amazing singing performances. I'm going to show you how to get into the star singer flow so that you can do more of what you love and you don't feel like it has to be a hobby or a side gig if you don't want it to be. And it's going to be great. Very info-packed. Lots of fun. Yes, it's going to be awesome. So in order to join us, you can head to starsinger.co slash Katie, all lowercase, to sign up and to join the masterclass. I'm really excited. This is not going to be something you want to miss. And we hope to see you tomorrow. But until then and afterwards, how can we connect with you further, Tiffany? Um, I'm hanging out on Instagram at Tiffany Van Boxtel. And I love to hang out with you in the DMs there. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. And everyone, we will catch you all tomorrow on our masterclass. Mm -hmm.